week of Aussie Techheads. How are you all going? It is the week of the 18th of uh, February. Oh, that's, that's when we record. Anyway, it is a Thursday, and you can join us live at uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live from around 7.30 uh, each Thursday night. Um, maybe we change it to 7pm Queensland. Who knows? I don't know, but we'll see how we go. All right, now, don't forget the aussietechradio.com. You can tune into that on the TuneIn Radio app. Now, that is on iOS, that is on Android and Windows 10, and it is so easy. You just tune that up load it up and start searching Aussie Tech Radio and there it is it'll just come up straight away the easiest way to get to it I've had people talking to me about they can't do it with the playlists and the Winamp and the, the blah, 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 blah. so tune in radio that's the go uh, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube at those respective domains forward slash Aussie Tech Heads and also the podcast webpage is at AussieTechHeads.com forward slash dot com dot au forward slash podcast and uh, follow us at uh, Aussie Tech Heads and on Twitter and Aussie Tech News. All right. Now, let's get around the grounds and see who we've got in here this week. Let's go, first of all, to WA where the sun is still shining. Hi, Shane. Hey Glenn, hey guys, how are we? Good, good. What have you been doing? Not a lot. Still no? just sort of, you know, kicking back at home and, you know, getting my legs sorted and still looking for work. But other than that, same same dog, different leg. Cool. All right. And uh, Eric, how are you going? Gentlemen, William, how good. are you? And Glenn, of good. course. Hey, good, thank how you. Now, you'll, as uh, Eric has just said, by popular demand, we have managed and requested by Mario Mario... Where is Will? Get him back. <laughs> we do have Will. Hi, Will. Hey, mate. How you doing? Good. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you since the, uh, since you said, oh, yeah, I'll be here every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't think I ever said that. I said I won't be here every week. You weren't listening. No, I think, I, I think um, Will's right. He said he doubts he'll be here every week. <laughs> oh, was it? I might have misheard. I have to replay. Yeah, no, his, doubts I, were yeah. his doubts were fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So how is everything, Will? How's little Bubba? Yeah, he's doing well. That's that's the main reason I'm not here because um, he basically between eight and nine almost every night in guarantee he wants his bath and shit, you know, yep. ready yes. for bed and stuff like that. Can't say I blame him, but uh, it's kind of a routine we got into. So, so now um, if we got seven, I might be able to sneak in for like a little while before he gets hungry. <laughs> mm, that's right. Yes, the, the dad's job is never done, is it? It's uh, so, it's hard work. It is hard work. Oh, he's doing well. Yeah, oh, that, that's excellent. All right, so we are a podcast uh, that will bring you all the tech news, get you up to date. That are, well, tech news that interested us throughout this week anyway, and pretty much uh, by the time all three of us get through what we want to give you, uh, you'll be right up to date. Anything that's not on this show is not worth knowing, let me tell Sometimes you. Sometimes I say random words too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me out <laughs> of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. Well, good to say I haven't missed much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't missed much at all, Will. It's just like it's like fitting back into an old stinky glove, isn't it? Or an old stinky exactly sock. Either. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what you do with your sock. <laughs> oh no. Okay, now uh look, we had a we had a story sent to us from Brent from No Fixed Address on Facebook. And uh, and look, it was a, a rather big story. It was the uh Telstra Sunday free data day. Now, yes, that that was came and went. So I hope mm. you guys, yeah, got use all your data. Will, Will, how's that phone going to yours? That yeah, it's free, still going. You're kidding without getting charged. <laughs> I thought after Sunday they were gonna when they flipped the switch over. I thought I'd reset it, but they didn't. You're kidding. <laughs> so you're just chewing through whatever you want. 
We know, oh, you, know, actually, you know what the real story is? That Will's been getting 425 gigs every Sunday for the last year. <laughs> That's right. That's the real story. <laughs> I don't know. That, that... It actually turns out I'm not alone. I have since spoken to a few other people who are having the same issues, apparently. Yeah, right. Well, well I hope yeah. no one from Telcho listens to this podcast, but I've got a Don't worry, sec- they I've won't. Got a little, I've got a little <laughs> secret as well. Oh, I'm the only one without one. Have you got a secret, Shane? Tell us your secret. <laughs> Uh, no, and you'd think actually me having worked there, I'd have a couple, but no, I don't. <laughs> well, no. my secret is, is that um, on my cable here at home, you know, you sign up for the gigabyte limit or whatever per month. Yeah. Right? Mine's unmetered. Oh, <laughs> Completely. Nice. Yeah, right. That's all right. Completely. Doesn't matter how much I use, it just keeps ticking over. That's what my phone says. You know, why, actually, you know, how, I know, you know how I know that? Because no. I look at my usage, yeah. and at the end of every month, and I know I go through heaps. I've got three kids here or YouTube and their heads off or watching Netflix or whatever. Yeah. At the end of the month, usage, zero. Yep. Oh, nice work. I actually <laughs> had, a, uh, had a customer come in the other day um, buying a new battery for his NBN um, backup already, believe it or not. Mm. They're quality products. Those, they put a six-month oh, on them for a reason. Uh, and actually, that's another thing. But I'll get back to this. Um, he was coming the other day saying, yeah, he... Um, he has a package with um, Telstra, and same thing. He's on a, you know, thirty gig a month or whatever it is their base package, and yeah, it's ne- it's never been metered either. Mm, yeah, but, uh, they're good. I love Telstra. Love Telstra. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last the last reward I got out of Telstra was when I had to scream into the earpiece of the phone to make free calls. Well, I also get a good deal from Optus because we're no longer with them for internet. So I use Exitel because they do pay by the month, but. Uh, Optus ages ago, for some bizarre reason, sent me two set top boxes. So they had they had <laughs> one, one joy. They had one that I commissioned and was using with um, Fetch TV, mm-hmm. and then they sent me another one that was still in the box. So after I cancelled my contract, they requested a set top box box back. So I oh, I'll have it in the box. I'll send it back to you. Yeah. Well, that was four months ago, and my um, my Fetch is still working. Nice, nice. <laughs> oh, I love technology. Yeah, no one knows how to use it, do they? That's, that's the brilliant part about it. That's right. We know, we know how to abuse it, but no one knows how to use it. That's it. Well, it's funny. I mean, speaking of you know, this Telstra unmeted thing, there's, there's a couple of very interesting things. I don't know. What, well, okay, you want to do the story first, and then I'll, we'll talk about it. All right. Well, so the story is, so we all know from last week's show that Telstra was giving away that free data Sunday because they had the, you know, someone pulled the plug and all the phones went Quite dead. literally. Apparently. That's I know. basically what happened. They pretty much unplugged the main router. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anyway, the, this story is that uh, there's free data Sunday now. One customer has this is this is how much people have taken advantage of it. Uh, one customer has chewed through 425 gig of data in a day. It, smashed it. The amount used, right? So they, they've sort of uh, put it into a bit of a bit of. Uh, comparison or yeah whatever uh so the amount used is more than enough to download five seasons of game of thrones i don't know what game of thrones gets used in every analogy doesn't it it's the most pirated one right okay (laughs) well well you could have done it on itunes but anyway five five seasons of game of thrones in high definition four times over so five seasons four times over that's how much he could have done the data hungry customer oh they've named him old johnny um, Johnny Don, Jada, <laughs> Johnny Data, Johnny Data Dot Roads in Sydney told uh, the Sydney Morning Herald he downloaded oh, boring old Johnny. He downloaded all oh, twenty five seasons of the Discovery Channel. How is it made? No, I bet you didn't. He's just using that because I you think can Johnny le- needs you can to get le- it. Yeah. No, you can just legitly download that. That's all. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I think Johnny needs to get out more. <laughs> Johnny needs to find out how life's made. And he, he synced his entire stream computer game library. Steam. Steam game library. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, that's not a small deal because I've got probably a dozen games on Steam and there would be... So there are a lot. There are, that's yeah, a lot of gigabytes. 80 or There's, 90 gigs just there. Yeah, so 170... They're big, they're big. Yeah, five or six gigs per game. Yeah, 172 games in total he had. Now, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to a portable hard drive. So, yeah. Good I idea. think um, Johnny needs to get out more. He's spent yeah, too much time in front of the TV and 172 computer games. Although, you read into how he did it. He actually had his phone and his girlfriend's phone, because apparently tethered. he has one. Um, yeah, he's got a girlfriend? A... How does that work? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> tethered via a Wi-Fi hotspot. So, he actually had two phones going double duty to download oh. all this. <laughs> So by midnight Sunday, customers had downloaded 1,841 terabytes. Uh, so that's uh, what equivalent of, say, your, your hard drive in your computer. That some Most people got two terabytes. The data usage was the equivalent of around 2.3 million movies or 5.1 million episodes of Game of Thrones. Again, Game of Thrones. Or 23 million downloads of Kanye's new Life of Pablo album. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Yes, we've got another thing. No one's going to download that. No one but, is, um, a, is an idiot. What I find yeah. interesting about this, and I mean, it's great for people who had ADSL 1 or 2 or, or whatever. The, thing, the, the few things that stand out in my mind about this is the high demand, apparently, which I would expect people would go on apeshit over the, over the option to have unlimited data, but... Apparently, they only experience twice of their regular data usage. Mm, yeah. Which is odd. Um, the other thing I found that's interesting is that there was minimal network slowdown, which was quite surprising. Um, but the they've other got thing is. Ba- they've got heaps of backhaul, Telstra. They, they do. Mm. But the other thing I found interesting is that they voluntarily gave away unlimited data to everybody in the country for 24 hours. And at no point anywhere in there did you did they mention anything about it's going to cost them a cent to do such a thing. No. Well, why would it? They're not going to say, hey, this is going to be a detriment to us, but we're going to do it to help you out. They're like, no, nah. nah, we screwed up. The screw-up's going to cost us far more than giving you guys free data for the day. So here's the thing I have about this. Why are you so damn expensive with your 4G normally? Yeah, because like, well, once, once they've got the their infrastructure... in place. It no right. longer costs you anything that, other than You just answered your own question. Their infrastructure is the best. That is why. No, they still yeah. have to pay for um, hiring the bloody pipes, but, you know, the, inter, the intercontinental they pipes do, and that but kind it, of stuff. But mm. it's, it's, it's very minimal compared to what we're being charged in the inflated price. Yeah, we get charged a lot because it's the best service. You pay, you're going to pay more for a Rolls-Royce than you are a Holden. And, yeah. you know, Optus is Holden. Yeah, look, I'm pretty... but is it a premium service if it's if it's a ripoff? There's a difference between buying a Bentley and buying um, a Holden Capri. But the thing is, when you actually pay more for the Bentley, you get a better car. Whereas well, I, Telstra... I, I, I think you do get a better service with Telstra. Well, in Sydney, you it's do anyway. Not, but it's not five times better than the nearest competition, which is yeah, five times the price. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. You've been down to Sydney lately. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well I, my brother went to, like, he's, he signed up with, I think he said he signed up with Vodafone because they had the pretty cheap plans. He's down there at uh, good old sunny Kingscliff, northern New South Wales. He signed up and he's, he's, you know, happy as Larry. Went for a ride up to the sunny coast. He said his phone just didn't work at all. 
Really? Yeah. So I said, what's going on there? You know and what I find in Queensland? Optus works best in Queensland. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. In and really. Northern New South Wales. And Northern New South Wales mm-hmm. and up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vodafone works really only, you know, if you get past Port Macquarie, you'd be lucky. Yeah. Um, and Tilsha works everywhere, but Optus doesn't work in Sydney at mm. all. Mm. It's yeah. terrible. I don't know what it is. It's hopeless, mate. Tilsha's Tel- really got jammers around awesome. the place. <laughs> mate, See, I have weird. jammers, yeah. It's weird because Optus um, has a more consistent signal. Telstra works really well in a lot of hotspot places, but it doesn't. It, it's not consistent. If you drive around from one street to the next, you'll go from one bar to four bars to one bar to four bars. Yeah, Optus yeah. is very stable, um, and their speeds aren't that much different to Telstra on the on the mobile. You do notice that you go weirdly. You go to somewhere like Gympie, um, who Optus is is unusable. Uh, sorry, Telstra is unusable. There, there's, it's just so bad. You, you'll get four bars of signal and you can't make a phone call. Mm. Yeah, Whereas right. Optus, you'll get two bars of signal, but it's consistently two bars and it works. So, mm-hmm. mind I we think, never go to, never go to Gimpy then. Yeah. Well, you're not going to go there generally anyway. But that, my my point is that yeah, I mean, I don't know. What I'm saying is, the infrastructure is in place. The backhaul's there. The contracts are already signed. The contracts have already been paid for. Yeah. It's not costing are that what much. They are, are what they're offering and for what they're charging, is it really, you know, given that we're paying it's in the like, world, we're one of the dearest, hmm. you know, We are, that's true. That. But it, it is also supply and demand as well. If they drop their prices, everyone would jump on it. And you know what that would mean. It means yeah. that the plate, it'd get clogged. Look, it's like... See, look, now, if we had three providers that gave equivalent service to Telstra, then you could spread the wealth. You could spread hmm. the happiness. Because you you say- it'd be just it'd be based on price alone, and it wouldn't matter. But if Telstra's way above Optus and Vodafone in Sydney, I'm only talking Sydney here, and they lowered their prices, then everyone would jump onto Telstra, and then that would clog the Telstra um, be- yeah. uh, networks but, up, and then it would be like Optus. But hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like according to this, according to this, they, they had double their usual traffic, and it basically had very minimal impact on the network. So they can afford to double their client base, which is basically taking everybody. Um, well, if they really want, yeah, that, well, in at that sense, if they did that, yes, they could pretty much double their client base, still make money, and not have an effect. That's what I mean. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense the way they're doing it now. That's what, that's what I just find the weird part about it. Having said that, they're obviously making enough money to give away free data. So there you go. Well, I, I would uh, analogize it to like, so I invite the street into my swimming pool now for one day. It doesn't cost me anything. But the next yep. day, or at the end of the week, it costs me the normal cost to keep that maintained. But for that one day, it doesn't cost me as much. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's. Uh, well, it costs you. You might cost you a little bit more when they leave. Yeah. Because you, know, you know, there's always a, had... a, a there's always a chiquito bar in there. You know, you've got to fix that up. <laughs> Polly waffle. Polly You're waffle. Calling, uh, <laughs> the purple liquid. Yes. You know. Calling Foley, he'll fix it. <laughs> was that a, a true thing? They used to have that liquid, didn't they? They and still it, do. Do they? No, it's not a real thing. I'm always scared when I go into a pool. That that's it's a pool. Just stop, <laughs> stop peeing you know what, in the you pool. Know, you know what a good way to actually get a pool to yourself is you go to a public pool and you get a gel cap like a sinus capsule or a pendol or whatever and you open it up and you put blue blue or green food colouring in it and you close up, <laughs> throw it in your speedos before you jump in the pool. <laughs> And after about two minutes in the pool, the gel cap dissolves. And you've, you, this, this <laughs> you've done this, Will? Oh, yeah. It's great. Well, what about you, no, what about you get your, the same the same thing, but you put it, go into the chain sheds and put it in someone else's, someone else's. pockets. 
<laughs> you guys remember seeing it was a YouTube video a couple of years ago, and I think it was a resort pool, and they had like a lifeguard there, and the, and the lifeguard said okay. made an announcement, you know, that the pool's going to be shut for ten minutes, so everyone has to kind of get out while I'm, you know, while I'm not here. Mm. Everyone gets out. He walks in. I know it's right. He says, "I'm I'm going to the loo. I'll be back in five minutes, but the pool has to shut down because I'm not here looking at everyone." And then when he runs out of the pool, he gets in, stands there for a bit, and then walks back out again. <laughs> yeah, that was um. Um, oh, what's his name? Green. Um, oh no, what was the guy's name in in um, Austin Powers who played his son? Um, he also uh, plays Rob Lowe. No, no, um, not Stewie. Um, what's his name in the Family Guy as well? Um, oh, Seth, Seth Green. Seth, Seth. Yeah, yeah. That that was him. He did that. Yeah, right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get on to something more serious because this is probably going to have a couple of uh, comments about it. Shane, you go and can you do your Apple story there, please? Yep, no problem. Let me just move that out of the way so I can read. All right. So basically, what this is is there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of stories around about the same thing. Apple and the FBI are basically going hammer and tong at each other where the FBI have gone through all the legal channels to try and get Apple to assist them with actually breaking into um, a guy's phone. turns out that one of the guys that were involved in the shooting in um, the San Bernardino shooting a couple of months ago now, yeah, uh, they seized his phone and it had a passcode on it. So they approached Apple through all the legal channels to try and get them to help them out. What, they, what the FBI actually want and this is kind of a where some of the misconceptions is come in. They don't necessarily want a tool to break into the phone or a back door or anything. Thanks, they've already got one of those. They essentially no, they essentially want Apple to uh, to make another uh, operating system entirely so that they can load that on the phone, which obviously still protects the guy's data, same as a normal kind of operating system upgrade, mm. that they can then get into the actual phone with. Now... Technically, that can be done apparently because the guy's only got the 5C phone. If he had the 6 or, or later, then it can be a problem because of the whole fingerprint reading and, and how the kind of security works. But um, Apple have kind of dug the heels in and said, no, we're not doing it. They've gone and um, appealed the decision and that hasn't kind of come out anymore. But the, the thing that I kind of found a bit weird about the whole thing is that the um, and I'm trying to find my notes here. The legal basis for requesting the assistance in the first place is based on a um, an act called the All Writs Act of 1789. Oh, so you know they're using a the FBI are using an act that's what 200 years old or more, more than 200 yeah. years, only 230 years old. Captain Philip has only just landed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then the the article goes on to sort of. Um, explain the ramifications of it. You know, if if Apple kind of did do this, then what does that mean for Android Look, people? And you know, if it happens to be happens again, and it's an Android phone rather than a, a an iPhone being used. I had a slightly, well, I had a slightly different take, I suppose, or an alternative view on this sort of thing. And my my view is like, doesn't the FBI have any clout? Don't they operate under a a, a a sheet of secrecy anymore and all this sort of stuff? No, that's they're the agencies without any names. Bro, if you've got yeah. a name, you got a, you're within the law. If you don't have a name, you can mm. do what you like. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. couldn't some guy, you know, I don't know, a J. Edgar Hoover of today, go in, 
Tim Cook sitting down saying, "Now listen, Tim, this is what we this is what we're facing. We need this and we need this and this blah 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 blah." Not blah. in America, you now, won't. Now just civil just, rights. Just keep it privacy under your, is big deal. But keep it under your hat. We don't want to make a big deal of this because we also want to you know get the terrorist phones and blah 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 blah. We don't want the world to know what we're doing. What? Why? Why doesn't it work like that? It's ridiculous. Well, another point I wanted to make Donald out of the story is that they used <laughs> <laughs> they used the um. An analog analogy about if you, they've got a warrant to, if they have a warrant to search a house and that house has got a safe in it, that warrant doesn't necessarily cover opening the safe. They can't go to the safe benefactor and say, can you create a master key and open this safe for us because the warrant doesn't cover that. So Apple are basically saying, you might have a warrant to search the phone, but that doesn't necessarily give you the right to get past the safe or the security, ram- yeah, the mm. security aspects of the phone. I reckon it's I'm all, s- yeah, it's all bull. Sorry, it's a weak argument by Apple. It's actually. Everything to do with the, basically what it is. The FBI has already got into it. They've already got the pictures off it, and the only thing they need to try and do is find a legit excuse and how they can use them legally. Um, because I can guarantee you, the third result in Google on how to unlock a locked iPhone 5C, it's a 15-second bypass. Right, and it takes. Well, it takes 15 seconds, seconds and it involves using Siri. So, I'm sorry, but it's all a load of crap. What it is, basically, it's, it's just a, a masquerade at this point. They're trying to find a way to legally use these photos they already have. Mm. And if they can't do it this way, they'll simply do it another way. There's no skin off their back. They're just trying to make it public and trying to make it seem like they're doing the right thing. Um, any half-assed hacker who's even pretends to know what he's doing can get into an iPhone, an Android phone. And if you have physical access to a device, you have full access to a device. That's all there is to it. There is no way to so lock will, anybody out of anything. Will, let me get this straight. So you're saying that they, re- they may already have what they need, but... Yeah, I can guarantee it. If they were, give, if they were given the go-ahead to, in inverted commas, unlock, unlock the, phone, the phone, Yep. it gives them... Um, Free reign. It gives them, no, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? It gives them um, just cause. They're saying, oh, we found these photos because we got yep. the code from Apple and look what we found. That's but you're right. saying they already have it. But yep. without and the go-ahead from Apple, they can't use the photos that's right. because and they weren't given the go-ahead. And you mentioned exactly the same thing with the safe. <laughs> the, the argument used to be you, can't, you can enter a house, search a house. If they've got a locked door in the house or they've got a safe in the house, you, that, you then need to execute a separate search warrant to try and get permission to that. And that comes down to the particular judge, whether or not they allocate it, blah, blah, blah. Because that's a privacy. That's, that's not, mm. I guess, what you, you could effectively call one public domain and one private. It, anybody can walk into your house and wander around and they can touch, pick up your lamps and your, you know, your beer bottles and whatever, and it's not a problem. They can't get into your safe. And the search warrant act, sort of acts the same way. And it's the same deal with the phone. If the phone was unlocked and they already had access to it, then, then that's fine. If they've got to physically hack the phone, which I guarantee it took them 10 seconds to do it, They've got into it. They've got all the photos. They've gone, okay, we, we've had the photos. It's, it's like a, a cop walking into your house to borrow your toilet and they happen to stumble over a, a bloody murder weapon. Technically, yeah. they can't actually take that and collect it as evidence because they don't have permission to do that. If they do, then it can be they thrown need a warrant. Well, they, they, want, they yeah. want the warrant. Yeah. And I'm guaranteed like it's exactly with, the like same they with Margaret, Like they did with Margaret Canine down here. They mm. hacked into her phone. And then they applied for a warrant to search her phone when they'd already hacked it. Mm. Yep. And they, like... got, they got busted for that. Anyway, look, here's another turn on this. I've been looking at this not too deeply. And I'll just, I'll just read some comments from Tim Cook. And then I'll read some comments from 
uh, a couple of commentators and you, you just make your mind up. Um, in a strongly worded letter to customers, Mr. Cook called the order an unprecedented step which threatens the security of our customers with implications, blah, blah, blah. And he said, Apple had said it incorporated with the FBI during the investigation complying with valid search warrants and subpoenas. Now, what they classify as valid is obviously not valid enough for the FBI. Apple said the government now effectively wants it to create a new version of its iPhone software that bypasses important security measures. I'm not quite sure that's what they want them to do. But if it is, I can understand their reluctance to hand it over because then they'll say, right, we've got this software now. We don't want to give it back. We'll take a copy and we'll tell them we, we destroyed it. And then they can access anyone's phone. That's right. So if, if that's what they're on about, then it's a bit sneaky. But... I'm, I'm not sure got, if that's what they're on about or is Cookie Cookie Monster exaggerating and well, being I mean, a bit over dramatic. They just don't want the exploits they currently have to be known. That's all it is because if they suddenly go, oh, yeah, look, all you need is this particular bit of software you can get into the phone, then everyone's going to go, well, well, okay, how long have you been doing that? Well, you know, I'll read you something then. The Justice Department has sought orders under the All Writs Act compelling Apple's assistance in bypassing security phone security in at least five known cases. Apple lawyers say, I got this from the Wall Street Journal, in case you have. Apple lawyers say the company had complied with all Ritz Act orders in the past without taking a position of their legality. So why the big deal now? Well, that's the question. Because it's been made that's public the thing now. That's come, mm. Well, Apple's the one that made it public. So the order, the order came down from the order came down from the judge. And it wasn't made public by the judge or the FBI. Apple then wrote a letter saying, oh, the judge wants us to do this. Now, it's these right. orders... It's sorry, mate. These orders right. were... The first order that, was, um, that Apple uh, complied with was in 2008 to help catch uh, sex offenders. Mm. And they complied with it, right? Yeah. So, now, Steve Jobs was the CEO then. Tim Cook is the CEO now. We never heard about the All Ritz Acts in the previous years of the five that they've already complied with in prior years. No one made it public. The FBI didn't make it public. The courts and the judge in the past didn't make it public. Yeah. Why all of a sudden is it public now? It wasn't the FBI that because put it's a media right release out. It wasn't the judge. It was Tim Cook. But don't you think what's that... He trying to, what's he trying to do? Is he trying to make himself out to be some sort of hero? Like, oh, nope. look at the... me. I defied the FBI. Yeah, pretty much. Let's it's the right with time. It. It's basically the right time, and they're trying to say, look, we know that we're, we're in tapping you when we have iTunes. We know that there's backdoors into our products, but look, we're perfectly safe, and we're not even going to give FBI the way in. Yeah. That's well, basically what it comes down their to. Problem, because their problem is this. They, they, they will be told to hand this over. They won't, I don't think the judge will say, write a different version of your software just for us. No. I, think, and I think no judge will be that crazy, but I think they will say, no, you're going to unlock it. With this current software you've got now, we don't want anything that you don't. We don't want anything to do. No, and I'll and tell you I why. Betcha, because that's... I bet you it will. Because they've set a precedent. They've got. They've mm. got. They've set very strong precedents, and no judge in the land is going to go against that. And no, but Tim Cook has just made a well. complete fool of himself once again. I hate the reason. The, the reason the FBI want to do it the way they want to do it with separate bit of software, I'm. Guessing is because if the judge goes here, Apple unlock this phone. Apple will go, hey, hang on a minute, somebody's already done it. Possibly, mm. possibly they might catch them. 
Yeah, say, Hang I bet on, you man. that's well because that's the only well, look, reason they would say that they wanted an actual well, separate you, bit of then software. You just lock it before you hand it over. You just lock the phone. Yeah, but, but look, it'll that, be in a log file or something that it's right. already been hacked. But, but my yeah. question is: is if they're worried, if Apple are worried about the software getting out, why can't Apple be the ones that physically unlock the phone and then just give the content yeah. to the FBI? That's right. Yeah, have it supervised in a room. With everyone with white gloves on and whatever, mm, two and have keys. the FBI stand there and get some few engineers from Apple go, we're going to do it, but and we're going to print everything analog, and then we're going away and we're going to destroy the software. Do they have the I wonder. Deal? I wonder if it's the other way. I wonder if it's because Apple. I wonder if it's because in this case they had already had the photos and Apple knows they've already got them, and they're like, well, hang on a minute, you're just trying to use us to bypass a loophole in the law. Well, I don't know. Well, whatever it is, whatever it is that they're arguing about. The Not that I'm defending might... Apple, don't get me wrong. No, no, but I, I, I'm just no I agree with you. No, no, you just, you just, I know what you're saying. You just, you've, got to, you've got to ask these questions. That's fair enough. So there's um, something non kosher about this entire situation. Maybe. However, my biggest point is why was it made public? Yeah. Why exactly. couldn't they just discuss it behind closed That's, doors? Yeah. There was time. Why, and, does there Tim, was... why does Tim Cook have to write a big one page freaking thing on the front page of the Apple website? Steve Jobs wouldn't have done that. There's a reason for it, whether or not we understand it at this juncture. There's definitely a reason. I mean, it's not something you would do without a reason behind it. It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the reason for it. Tim Cook is not a very bad manager. He's a reactionary. <laughs> he's a very he's, reactionary He's bought out 12 manager. phones that are exactly the same and expected people to buy them. I mean, come on, how bright can he, he be? Wants to, he wants to go into China and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he's got to get, keep up a certain um, well, level yeah, of Well, yeah, but he's reactionary. You know, yeah. this sort of stuff, if you want if you don't want people to think that you're one way or another and you want your public image to remain as good as it currently is, well actually I think it's actually diminished since he took over. Um, even though Steve Jobs was a more more arrogant person, a tougher boss to work with, and some would say a complete you know what. Um, Look, but I as far as from... being a visionary and being able to run a con- con- a company, he's Steve Jobs was much better. Than, you're gonna uh, say country then. <laughs> I thought, yes. look, I, 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 I just don't think, like, from what I know, like, obviously I know more about Steve Jobs' history than I do of Tim Cook's history. And from what I would say, that say on the surface, it would appear to me that maybe Jobsy was a bit more patriotic, a bit more USA uh, than what Possibly. Tim Cook is. And that's, and Possibly. That, you know, Tim... And, well, there's, but, look, there's obviously a combination of factors here, what you said is possibly true, what Will said is possibly true, what I said is possibly true. But at the end of the day, whatever is true, it should not have been made public. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I think he's a very bad manager who's reactionary and he's going, all right, I'm going to get all bloody... I'm going to get all indignant, you know. Mm. I'll show the FBI. Very bad man. killed. Very bad Just ring the CIA and say, can you knock off Timmy? All right. It's not the first time he's done that either, is it? There's been times before where he's... Where that's happened, like there's been not much said about anything. Then the next thing you know, it's all over the all over the news. Like yeah. it's it's well, not that not, unusual well, for him to do that. Well, maybe no. maybe Steve Jobs was big on secrets and privacy. Steve Jobs was big on not washing yeah, well, out your dirty laundry. The classic example is there was wasn't a single leak on any iProduct while Jobs was in charge. As soon as he went away, every phone ever since has been leaked before it came out. As soon as he was sick, started getting sick and started taking leave, yeah. uh, you pretty much knew the color and the size of the phone. That's right, but uh, 
but you know, I don't. He was in the, his jobs. He was very don't air your dirty laundry in public. Mm. You know, yep. he yep. was very much. If I'm going to have a fight with my wife, I'm not doing it at the restaurant table where other people are watching. Whereas I think Kim Cook's the opposite. Mm. All right, now let's let's move on to something else. Let's That's move my on. rant. I'm talking. I've made a a, a a a promise to myself this week. One rant a week for the next year over Cookie Monster until he resigns. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that we should have used the word allegedly a few times in that in that segment. No, that's just a given. We're not America. We don't need to do that. Our opinion's valid here. We don't need to put allegedly in front of it. This, well, whole, this whole show is alleged. We can use other words other than allegedly. We, we did use the words, maybe it's this, mm. maybe it's that. Who, who knows? Yeah, we we missed our sure. full disclosure there somewhere too. I'm sure we had to put that in there as well somewhere. <laughs> mm. Now, <laughs> I'll tell you someone that don't hasn't got full disclosure, ransomware. But they are getting better. Their customer service is getting better. <laughs> According to a report from Bleeping Computer, PadCrypt, that's the uh, latest buzz in the ransomware going around, is the, and they're the first ransomware to offer a live support chat feature. Yeah. So, and the chat feature is for I victims seeking online assistance with paying their ransom and decrypting locked files. Well, there you go. Hey, the, the and um, I've got another, I've got a little. Isn't it great here. when an illegal industry becomes so so, you know, so prosperous that you can open your own call center? <laughs> yeah, don't you love it? It's like the uh, like it's like organised crime going legit. Yeah, so, I know. Right? It's like the like the mafia just opening the local pizza shop. Like it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like your local thief just uh open up a chat saying now what's yours and uh, how much do you want? How, how much are you gonna give it give to yeah, me to get it back? Local cat, the local cat burger local opens thief, up a uh, uh, opens up a pawn shop. All the stuff he nicked. Now, PadCrypt is the first ransomware program to provide victims with the software uninstaller, which is downloaded along with the malicious encryption code at the time of the infection. Uh, the PadCrypt is distributed via spam that contains a link to an archive that contains what appears to be a PDF file. Well, we've been through all this before. Just don't I'm, open I'm stuff. I've been zip files lately. Yeah, just don't open stuff. Then further uh-huh. further on with that, uh, just rolling straight on, Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center has just paid $17,000 uh, to remove ransomware. Oh, they get out of it lightly. Yeah, they're, the, uh, the medical it's center... It's a tax deduction anyway, they don't care. Well, no, well, <laughs> still. They're, they've been dealing with a ransomware infection for the last few days, apparently. They're checking backups and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and they said they're paying the ransomware is the easy way out. And in total, the hospital paid 40 bitcoins. That was around $17,000 to anonymous hackers. Yeah, uh, a settlement... They've, got, they've gone down. Wow. Yeah, CEO... Bitcoin's tanked. CEO Alan Stefanik said, uh, said was the quickest and most efficient way to restore our systems and administrative functions. Mmm. Mmm. Um, Idiot. Speaking, of, um, speaking of viruses and, and trojans and stuff, if you've got, a, if you've got yourself a... Um, a uh, iPhone, which you know, I know a few of you guys do. Um, do yourself a favour if you want to go for classic, the classic Mac difference that, that was uh, January first, nineteen seventy, when the the Macintosh introduced the world to computers, um, which is wrong, but that's what it says. But uh, yeah, you set your phone date to the January first, nineteen seventy. You restart the phone, you get a lovely Apple logo, and then from that point on, your phones. Not usable anymore. No, and it's, un- it's only sixty four. Just get just just go to the court and get the all rich act to open it up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, oh, oh, and there's a there's a hot off the press. There's a little old lady in trouble. 
Yeah, where's me little story about her? So on, are you in trouble? No, no, old lady. Great, great. So are you in trouble? A great grandmother. She, better, she, You're lucky she can't hear what I'm saying. Here she, here she is. Poor old love. There she is. So the great grandmother, she's been accused and has been demanded she pay, This is she's in England, £600 because she pirated and shared uh, Robert Redford film. <laughs> <laughs> Poor love. What? That must be Robert Redford's own request. He'd be the only one who'd be checking for that. Her, da- her daughter-in-law uh, said the claims were absurd, and that the uh, Mrs. Drew, the lady, did not know how to file share. It stated, That's right, she- but she's about the same age as Robbie Redford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, "I'm upset to have been accused of something I didn't do. How many other people has this happened to?" Well, wasn't someone hacked into her Wi-Fi? You think? Someone's or just use the default password. Mm. Yeah, what well, admin and password? Yeah, <laughs> actually, Shane, you got you got something about admin password, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got two kind of hacking top stories. I've got the um, DVR one, and I've got the um, Ringo Starr one. Which Let's one are you referring to? DVR. Okay. Do you want me? Is that a is that a hint for me to go into the story? Yeah, <laughs> because okay. it, it rolls on from what we're talking. What, what I'll Eric tell you just what commented interesting on. Too, while you're finding that, just quickly, they've just updated the list of the ten thousand most used commonly passwords because you need ten thousand. But give you an idea, the top uh, the top ten quickly. Still number one, password. Yeah, and then number crazy. two, one two three four five six. Number three is much more creative. One two three four five six seven eight. Number four is one two three and four. Ironically, number five is QWERTY. Number six is one, two, three, four, five. Number seven is Dragon. Number eight is Pussy. Number nine is Baseball. <laughs> number 10 is Football. Right. And then you've got like Let Me In and Monkey and stuff like that. But it's interesting that the top 10 passwords have been the top 10 for about the last 20 years. Yeah, people just don't like change, <laughs> do they? Probably still by the same people. Yeah, probably. 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 There's interview the same people every year. <laughs> yes. Have you changed it yet? Have you changed it yet? <laughs> Are you going to change it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So talking about uh, default passwords, admin and password, tell us about the DVR. All righty. So, yeah, this is a story where um, it was discovered that hard-coded password exposes up to 46,000 video surveillance DVRs to hacking. Oh, yeah. uh, according to risk-based security, uh, RBS, all the devices except a hard-coded, unchangeable password for the highest privileged user in their software, so the, the root password. Uh, according to their investigation, they look through the web-based scripts that basically run the, the um, software because all this kind of, all this DVR type software is all web-based, or at least the, the more current stuff is. And according to their investigation, the there was hard-coded passwords with the ID of root and the password was 519070. Um, there was, what else did I want to kind of highlight of this? The, the company behind the, the actual DVRs is a company called Zuhei Raysharp Technology, a Chinese manufacturer of video surveillance systems, including cameras and accompanying DVRs. Um, like I said, they were the company behind it. And the worrying thing is that those um, that particular manufacturer, their equipment gets rebranded to um, other known brands that include Kong, um, Cop USA, 
K-Guard Security Defender, which is um, rebranded as a brand of Circus World Displays. Uh, Lorex Technology, a division of FLIR or F-L-I-R. And then the one that I wanted to leave to last, which potentially could affect us, is Swan Communications, which is one of the Big bigger known kind of DVRs mm-hmm. that, um, that gets sold in Australia. Mm. Yep, it is. Now I've known about this for probably at least five years because I used to install these. Um, and it was something we were just told not to mention because everything is. And not only are those companies affected by this, it's also one of the most ripped off Chinese um, DVRs as well. So not only is the company who makes these making that, the companies that rip off these and the rip-offs of the rip-offs are using exactly the same ones. So there's far more than... There's, they, they say over 60,000, but there's, there's got to be hundreds of thousands of these things. Every mum and dad grocer... Every place you look at just about is affected with these. Um, the, the actual firmware, the hard-coded firmware in the DVR itself, regardless of whether it's a one-channel or a 10-channel, basically hasn't changed in have to be at least six or eight years that I'm aware of. Um, there's been a few updates and, and bits and pieces like that, but the actual underlying structure of it hasn't changed. Um, we've put. I used to install these things and everything from... Um, Flight, you know, travel agents to um, TAFEs to universities to schools to um, even not so much um, banks, but like um, um, what do you call it? Like cash, like cash converters have got their cash exchange and and stuff like that. Um, and every single one of them was exactly the same. There is actually a way to disable that user but only if you actually know about the, the thing mm. in the first place, which the systems we installed, we actually disabled that user. But as soon as somebody does a factory reset, which is just a little uh, push button in the back of it, it re-enables it again anyway. Yeah. Now, look, on screen, you guys can't see, but on the screen here, there's uh, there's plenty of sites out there that will actually that go around searching for open cameras. And so we're just watching one now. <laughs> <That's> yeah, <laughs> there's actually some really neat... A lot of the ones you buy now actually have the option to say post my video on X site. So they, a lot of them actually enable you to have a free, like you wouldn't put, say, one over the top of your cash register, but if you've got one looking at your window, you can enable mm. that. So, yeah, so we're just looking at now. It's, a, it's an auto motor car workshop. So some guy's standing under his car. This is the camera I've plucked out of the UK. Uh, you can find some of these cameras at uh, www.insecam.org. In Secam. I-N-S-E-C-A-M. It's in the show notes anyway. But, yeah, so that's um, yeah, that's quite amazing. There's, there's cameras from all over the world. You can, you can also, if, you, if you're not sure about the website, just search Google for um, for webcam mm. um, and, you know, people or fun or entertainment or something like that. I'm sure you'll find, you know, exactly I what you're looking I'll, for. I think I'll use all those three in a search <laughs> term for those webcams. See what happens there. Yeah. The only other couple of points I wanted to make before we move on is that um, obviously this is only affecting DVRs that are internet-facing, which obviously most of them would be because you know, people want to yeah. access their stuff from outside of work. And um, Swan have indicated apparently that they're working on a patch to fix the problem. And another workaround would be is to put a like a VPN in place so you make a VPN connection first into the organisation and then access the DVR software from there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not only available on the on the internet accessible ones, but it's only obviously accessible on those. But yeah, you, the 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 fault's actually on any of them. So if you can access it from the local network, you can still get into it. 
Yeah, uh, so there's, there's heaps Swan, there. Swan has been saying for about, man, when was the last time I dealt with Swan? 2000? The four and years of surplus just that I, now, that I announced today. That's 2010, Swan. something like that. Um, they've been saying, we're going to be designing our own systems and implementing our own firmware, and that was you know, six years ago, so there's probably not a lot of hope for that. Mm. All right. Now, let's see where else we've got. Uh, well, speaking of um, yes. searching for you know entertainment and fun and people and... Webcam. Voyeuristic um, uh, pastimes. The, the UK government is introducing a robust age verification. So they had to use the word bust when they're talking about porn, didn't they? Um, <laughs> to all websites containing no. adult content has been labeled as a dangerous precedent and criticized as an impossible task. Basically, the, the US are proving, or the UK are proving how much of prudes they really are, and they want a, a robust age verification control requiring a, a driver's license or a credit card or something to. Uh, to, you know, say I'm over 18. Because, you know, you can imagine the kid who's just flogged his parents' credit cards, gone to a random porn site that has no verification at all and has just entered all the details of the credit card. That could not possibly go wrong at all. No. No way. <laughs> there is, is no way that could be exploited. This is well for the robust <laughs> system. Um, yeah. Which works fine and dandy until nobody enters anything in the robots.txt and Google searches them all and archives them on their, on their videos listing anyway. Oh, Google loves it. Google loves it. <laughs> Now, the researchers have broken the one terabyte per second speed barrier. Now, Not admi- at my place, they haven't. No, admittedly. No, any of my place. <laughs> admittedly, it's probably in the office conditions, and it's probably on a five-meter... It's uh, probably in like a, a negative cable. 300 Kelvin room in a lead-lined <laughs> environment with... <laughs> Faraday cage wrapped around it up in the middle of space somewhere. Oh, the old Faraday yeah, they've done cage. It. Yeah. Is that a real thing, the Faraday cage? Farad- yeah. Haven't you ever been yeah. on a Tesla coil in a Faraday cage? No. It's awesome. They've got these four big Tesla coils up around you, yeah. and you are the grounding point inside this Faraday cage, and all the lightning strikes come off the Tesla coil straight at you. Yeah, right. Does it hurt? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't well, if, not, if, if you touch the Faraday cage, it probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I, I uh, looked into Tesla batteries this week. I got a, I heard on the radio, you know, the free quote online. So I thought, yeah, why not? I'll bung me quote in. And uh, look, it came back I've, uh, for a six kilowatt battery. It was about twelve thousand uh, dollars. Wow! Well, I knew they inflated that. Yeah, Man. looked at, and t- took about fifty bucks a week, something like that. Holy so, crap! Yeah, they're you, only yeah. the 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 eleven kilowatt system. Installed is going for four four and a half in the US. For the battery? For the eleven kilowatt. That's the battery bank, the inverter, and the installation. Well that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's what that's so, ridiculous. All right. Yeah, it's okay. just inflation. We I'm pretty sure at work we, we can't actually buy them because we're not a registered solar installer, but I have seen pricing mm-hmm. and I'm fairly sure the seven um, kilowatt system only costs about four to buy, yeah. four and a half to buy. I mean, obviously, they've got to have their install on that, but knowing what it costs to buy and knowing what they're selling it for and just ripping people off, given that people are trying to mm. do it to save money, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. All right, uh, just to finish off on the terabyte speed record, now, researchers from the UCL oh, yeah. <laughs> Optical Optical Networks Group said they had achieved a speed of 1.25 terabytes as part of the research on the capacity limits of optical transmission systems. So the, the research was designed to address the growing demand for fast data rates, and don't we all want fast data rates? Now, Dr. Robert Maher said, while current state-of-the-art commercial optical transmission systems are capable of receiving single-channel data rates of up to 100 gigabit, gigabits per second, we are working with sophisticated 
Faraday rooms, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Faraday so, cage, dumbass. Yeah, rooms, cage, <laughs> all the same thing. You're gonna Faraday have. Closet. You just lost every little bit of Greek cred that you had. <laughs> ah, I, I, the only reason I've heard of a Faraday cage was there's one in the last series of Doctor Who. Well, Faraday like cage. You, or did you mean Faraday closet under the stairs? <laughs> Have you never seen the, uh, oh, what's it called? The I was going to say The Magician, but it wasn't. It had Nicolas Cage and that kid out of Transformers, and it was uh, The Apprentice. Yeah. The Magician's Apprentice or something. Um, have not seen it. He uses yeah. a Faraday cage in that. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Will, did you bring any stories? or you? Just... <clears throat> I've had like four. How many more do you want? Yes, I've got plenty more. An action will be filed with the Australian Federal Court as the first step in an intense new push to stamp out internet piracy of movies and TV. Just after they've increased the tax on the anyway, um, mm. Graham Burke, co-chairman and CEO of Australian distributor and exhibitor Village Roadshow, so there's another company to boycott, is leading the charge with the support of the big US movie studios. What we're doing is leading a major thrust on behalf of the Australian industry. Are they doing porn again? Um, if such action isn't taken, he added, there just won't be a creative Australia. There won't be a Red Dog. There won't be a Mad Max. Do they know that like Red Dog and Mad Max were founded on the basis of free and social? <laughs> Anyway, no. enough of that. Um, the legal action to force internet service providers to block a peer-to-peer downloading site. So, this we know be- how much success you know governments have blocking IP addresses. Yeah. So, now they want to specifically block and target a peer-to-peer download. Would they yeah. even know how to do that? No, that's, they wouldn't. <laughs> no. They like, wouldn't, and, if they, and if they did, someone else will know how to get around it. Mm. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you can't do that. Let's think of an of an analog analogy, right? Peer to peer means uh, effectively direct, right? From 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 you to me, yeah. me here to the bloke next door. Okay, yeah. so so what's next? That I'm going to go. I'm sorry, uh, hey, Mary, next door. I think her name's Mary or Janice, whatever, uh, uh, or Joy. I think it's Joy. Hey, well, Joy, I'm coming around. Are you saying? <laughs> I say, hey, Joy, I'm going to come around to borrow your, that book that you were talking about, right? So I'm going to go over there. I want to borrow the book. Stopping peer-to-peer is like saying, no, you're not going next door. You cannot walk next door to borrow that book. Yeah. That's and look, peer-to-peer. Look, I was thinking you can't today, do that. I was thinking today, just when I was thinking about, say, one of the next stories I'll, come, I'll bring up now that we're talking about this, is uh, like, you know, the old days you used to just, you know, double tape cassette decks used to just copy tapes and all this which was they, also illegal yeah they didn't seem to be such in a, such a frenzy about it you know about that or tape well, maybe stuff they of, were but we weren't we didn't really yeah hear well, about it yeah but anyway another someone else that's uh, not ha- not a happy is uh, old um, old Kanye. I've, just a, I've just got a button for that um so I've got to go, guys. But it right. was great doing the show. Um, and right. hopefully, if we can yeah get these early time slots, then uh, there'll Do be more of me. But thanks, All guys. Right. It was no great. Worries. And, Will, uh, Will, nice to see you. And I can do eight o'clock if Will, if Glenn's willing. Could you do me a favour before you go? Mm. Could you just leave everything on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just put a blind over the camera or something, <laughs> so it doesn't stuff up my uh, Skype. Um, for you, I can probably actually do that. I can turn my camera off and mute my microphone. Okay, thanks. No worries. <laughs> okay, you cheers. See you. Well. Yeah. Catch you later. Bye. All right, yeah, so uh, Kanye West, his uh, album's been pirated 500,000 times already, and uh, he's it's been downloaded. Is that according to him? No. If he's, if he's written that story, then it's, it's all rubbish. Yeah, t- according to Torrent Freak. 
so the art, he released his Life of Pablo on Jay-Z's music streaming service Tidal. And apparently thousands of subscribers have complained that they've been unable to download it from Tidal. And they've paid for it. You know why they're, you know why they're downloading it, don't you? Because they don't want to pay for it because it's rubbish. Why would you? It is rubbish. They're just, they're just downloading it out of spite. I might do it later tonight, just out of spite. Just to yeah, give right. him one more. So you can just then you can just delete it. That's right. It is currently one of the most popular music downloads on the Pirate Bay. Now, RIAA Chief Executive, which would be the Records Industry Association of America, I'd imagine, uh, called Carrie Sherman, wrote last year that the approach is increasingly ineffective. This is uh, trying to stop it. The result is a never-ending game that is both costly and increasingly pointless. So, well, it's good. well they're starting to wake up. They've got to just think of different ways to do things. Uh, but anyway, but moving on from Kanye, we'll st- staying with Kanye. Did you hear he's asked Mark Zuckerberg for a billion dollars? Yeah. He's, he, he reckons he deserves it. Yeah, like, turn it up. He, reckon, he, he reckons goes, he, he, he said, he, I'm 50% more more um, valuable than Picasso. And this is from Has a guy... Has got an ego on him or something? Yeah. Or, or one of those, or Leonardo da Vinci, one of those yeah. artists. And this is from the, the, the person who wants the billion dollars because he's $54 million in debt. And he's, he, there's apparently a tweet or something that went out and said, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Zuckerberg, give me a billion, I'll show you how to double it. He can't even get himself out of a $54 million <laughs> debt. Yeah, your good track record. Yeah. Stop spending money on rubbish. Yeah. Stop telling your, tell your wife to get back her credit cards and stop using butt implants. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's and right. stop wasting your money on rubbish music. No one cares about the... No. the, the Kanye's and the Kardashians of this world. No one gives a rat's. But you know, you know when uh, he did that song with Paul McCartney. There's a lot of no. like, well, Paul McCartney yeah. did some backing music or something. I wasn't actually involved in the singing, but anyway, uh, so Kanye made a big bit of a deal of it on Twitter and says, "Oh, you know, so great to have Paul McCartney on the album and doing the music or the guitar or whatever." And they probably never met. Yeah, probably not. But Kanye's uh, followers on Twitter, and they're all going, oh, yeah, what a great start. You stick with him, Paul. Uh, he'll make you a star. You know, like, no one, like they've never even heard of Paul make McCartney. God almighty. Yeah, like well, never apparently, heard... apparently that security guard at that nightclub hadn't heard of Paul McCartney and wouldn't let him in. That's right. That's right. That's uh, It's crazy at the Grammys. But Oh, uh, look, let's, let's move on. There are more important things in the world. People are dying and haven't got anything to eat in this world. We're talking about idiot. But but just staying with uh, Paul McCartney for a second, he is creating music for Skype emojis. So um, everyone knows what an emoji is. Well, it must be tough. Oh no, 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 really, no. It doesn't have to be. He just he thought it'd be a bit of a, as he says, a bit of a gas man. It's a gas. So Paul yeah. McC- <laughs> Paul McCartney's composed music for a series of audio emojis on Skype to celebrate Valentine's Day. So I didn't see him. The compositions, which are coupled with the moving emoji designs, last just five seconds. They'll be sent to friends over the messaging platform. Now, the musicians, uh, Paul McCartney said he had first considered the project a strange proposition, but then changed his mind. I thought, you know what? Why not? Something fun, nice, and new. So there mm. you go. So he's doing that. Uh, Shane, what else have you been up to? Uh, what I might do next, since we kind of finished talking to, about Paul McCartney, we'll go on to a story about his one of his old bandmates. Yeah. Hack, hackers break into Ringo Starr's Twitter account with scary simple methods. Essentially, basically what's happened is 
Um, Give Stars us your account- phone, you bastard. <laughs> Star's account was compromised by a hacker operating under the username of AF or F. The hacker says he gained access to an email account associated with Doug Brash, Senior Director of Digital Marketing at Universal Music Group, who managed Star's Twitter account. Using publicly available information, the hacker was able to reset the password on Brash's account's and gain access to the Twitter accounts under the control via the me.com password reset function. Mm. Uh, so essentially he found out that he had a me.com, uh, found out his email address, and then just went through the motions of resetting it kind of the, the normal way using information that he essentially Googled about the guy and then breaking yeah. into the account. After accessing Brash's email account, the hacker simply reset Star's Twitter account uh, password, changed email associated with the account and started tweeting away. But how hard is it to bust someone's password? I'd never know where to start. Like, if I wanted to get into yours, where would you start? Like, because Well, he didn't have to know the password. All he needed to do was know the address, know that it was a me.com account, know enough information. Like, apparently the questions that were asked were things like, you know, what his nephew's name was and all that yeah, kind of right. stuff, which, because this guy was famous, all yeah. was publicly was it- available. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, even your your first dog's probably on the internet somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, okay. Um, now, I think, Eric, I looked at your stories. You were pretty much done, I think. Those were just your big yeah, rounds. Yeah, I just had, I had the Apple one. I, I dissected the Apple yes. story. Yes, that was well done. Went right in the depth there. That was, that was a good chat. Now, oh, quick one. Toshiba Australia has been recalling batteries. Uh, dated 11th of February. The, uh, the, the well, re- that's what Will just talked about earlier. Oh, the, the Toshiba ones? Yeah, that was his, he went there initially because the battery was rubbish. Oh, that was on his own computer? Yeah, that was five months ago. Was that a Toshiba? And now, they're, now they're recalling them. He said he couldn't remember if it was a Toshiba or a Compact. Oh, right. Okay. Well, the, well, there you go. He should be still on the show. It involves 54 models sold nationally at stores Harvey Norman. The good guys, there you go. JBI Hi Fi, from 1st of June 2011 till September 30, 2015. If the defect occurs. Still waiting for the recall, his warranty would have been in place. If the defect occurs, there's a risk of fire or burn hazard. Yeah. All That's the- probably why they've had to replace every other component. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon. Uh, so, yeah, the company's offering free replacement packs to consumers with defective batteries. And also, Panasonic had a bit of an issue uh, last week, had to have a bit of a. Bit of a dirty little recall, and um, hmm. do they? Does Panasonic make laptops? Yeah, they make the tough books. Panasonic laptops. Westrack were make uh, were buying them to send out to site and stuff because they make the tough book ones, the ones that are kind of oh, covered they make in rubber and ones. yeah, yeah, like the Telstra ones have got Telstra guys have got those as well. Yeah. Now you're talking about uh, Tel- the Telstra service and all that sort of stuff. Have a go at Kogan's latest mobile deal, nine bucks. Unlimited. Yeah, what, what's he on? Unlimited. What's, what's, Coke. <laughs> is he Telstra? What is he? Nah, he's Vodafone now, I think. Uh, he's, he's, is he on Vodafone now? He's, the Kogan 3XL plan now offers up to 30 days of unlimited standard calls and texts across Australia and 3 gig of data for $8.95. The same plan previously offered for twenty nine ninety. Three 3 g I just looked it up. It's Vodafone 3G. Yeah, well, it's a, well, what do you want for 10 bucks? That'll, that'll well, do. exactly. That'll do. Now, the 5XL plan comes 30 days unlimited standard national calls and text and 5 gig of data for 
uh, previously 36.90. Now, this is not going to last forever, which which all in, you think it would by reading the way the story was written, but no, it's uh, going to expire 31st of March. So you've got a month. He's only doing it for a month. Well, I've got a month and, month and a half. Yeah, so you want a cheap phone. You want a burner. Go and get one of those Oh, ones. yeah. Oh, yeah. Burner. <laughs> if you want to commit a crime, go to Kogan's. Yeah, get a burner. All right. Oh, that was saying that. Uh, better better call Souls come back on the TV. That's a good. Haven't show. watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's a follow up from that Breaking Bad. Never watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. Uh, look, that might be actually. Oh, oh, another recall. Apple will swap out a limited number of USB cables sold with MacBook laptops from June 2015 after discovering a fault. One of yours, Eric. Let me think. 2015 could well be. Well, you better go and have a bit of a bug around and... Uh, I'll have to work out how old my laptop is. Affected cables connected to a wall power adapter fail to properly charge the MacBook battery. MacBook owners worldwide, including Australia, who provided a valid mailing address when they registered. Did you register? You would have. I always register, yeah. Yeah, so if you um, provided a valid mailing address when you registered, their products will receive a new cable by the end of this month. Just automatically. How's that? Might, really? Might turn up to your old house. I bet house. you that's rubbish. I bet you I don't get it any. We'll see. We'll I'm see. just checking it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so others who are eligible for the new USB-C cables are advised to make an appointment and, you know, go through the bells and chains and whatever. Customers who have already paid for a replacement cable because yours is broken, and you went, no, and you, you begrudgingly went down to Apple and bought an overpriced cable, well, they will give you a refund. If in such you were an affected cable holder. So there you go. All right. I think we uh, might have got through them. How's yours? You got one more, Shane? I got one more, yep. Just okay. a quick one. Do you want me to run through it? Why not? All right. Streaming service JB Hi-Fi Now is to shut down. Retailer JB Hi-Fi Music Streaming Service JB Hi-Fi Now will be shut down on the 17th of March 2016 after four years of operation. And the four service um, had 12,000 subscribers across the country. How Sorry, many? What are you going to say? 12,000. 12,000? Yeah. Why would it? Few, yeah. well, I suppose it's got a few expenses. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyone that has a Now gift card can redeem the full value of on, on uh, full value on in-store purchases instead, um, which I think is also another bit of a bloody raw as far as gift cards go, where you have to actually if you if you kind of swap it over or whatever they. Or even when you go back and you like, yeah, you take something back and you say, no, I don't want it. They then give you some sort of thing where you have to buy whatever at yeah. that store. They don't just give you straight cash anymore. No, I don't like that. No. If you pay um, cash, you should get cash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it goes on to say that the uh, a spokesperson, I think it might have even been the CEO for JB Hi-Fi, said, we remain passionate about music and will continue to offer Australia's largest range of old technology in the form of CDs and oh. vinyl through our 180 stores nationally um, and via our on-site. I mean, who, who buy? I guess the the real kind of hardcore audio files would still want to buy vinyl. vinyl. Yeah, vinyl's yeah. making back. a bit of a comeback. Yeah. If you can get through the hipster beards and the tattoos and the nose rings, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you love it down there. How many times have you been into JB Hi-Fi? Oh, every time I'm at a shopping centre, I'll go in there at least once yeah. to have a look. Oh, it might be a DVD here, or the kids will have a look at some music, or yeah. see if there's something they're going to buy for the Xbox. 
and you, it, it's like I'm in Hipsterville. <laughs> so they're all <laughs> um, they're, all the JBs now. Are they all doing like uh, white goods? Are they doing white goods down your joint now? They're doing. Uh, I haven't seen any. Oh, they haven't all... seen any washing machines next to the DVD player. Yeah, no, they've all changed up here. They're all fridges, washing machine irons, you know. Oh, really? Mm. So they're going the full department store. Pretty much, yeah. It's the JB Hi-Fi Home or something. How do you feel the like way. a nose ring guy selling you a washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've either started to buy Dick Smith's old um, stock or they've gone and bought Master's old stock. I think probably Master's because they were selling washing machines and whatnot. Oh, were they as well? I've never ever been to a Master's, ever. Well, well that's probably the going broke. Yeah, we actually have one down here in Mandra. One we only had, we've only had ours for about six, maybe twelve months, and um, now they're and there's even stores Gone. over here that are kind of half built, and now they don't really know what they're going to do with them. I think um, Audi will probably just take them over and convert uh, them into Audi stores. Buddings will move in, yeah, <laughs> potentially. Audi's but um, good. the other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on with this JB Hi-Fi story before we moved on was. Users who wish to export a list of their playlists can do so by just following the um, instructions. That doesn't mean you actually get the songs. You just get the list of songs. Oh, handy. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking it's a streaming service. You don't actually own the songs. How's this going to work? But then they made a point of saying, no, you only get a, a, a list of the songs. You don't actually get the songs. Yeah. Um, well, and JB Hi-Fi now, uh, uh, I don't know. well, if you've got like 600 or 6,000 songs in your playlist. Um, it's easier than writing them down, I suppose. You want to start well, punching them into Spotify, don't you? Yeah. So. Um, well, that'd be interesting to see whether you can export it into Spotify or one of the other services. That'd no, be good if you could. There's no import, though. I've never seen an import in Spotify. Yeah, no. but um, just to finish it off, JB nice. Hi-Fi Now is the latest service to shut down with Deezer, which I've never heard of, RDO and Telstra's MOG services all closing in recent months. What about that one Channel 9 bangs on about? Um, oh, it starts with G. Yeah, yeah they Griff Groffle. Well, how can yeah. that get? How can that keep going? Channel Nine's bloody. Let me have a look. Channel. Hang on. Yeah, wait. they do it in conjunction with the voice usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gr- gr- hang on, I'll just I'll punch it in. I'll punch it into the Google. <laughs> Google's pretty smart, isn't it? Channel Nine Music, uh, Television, New Horizons. Guide me through music. No, no. I know people are out there probably just screaming it at me, but it's. uh... Are we live streaming? Might be in the chat. No. Oh, look. I think the there's no audio in the stream. Someone said so. I stopped it. Sorry, livers. But uh, I've got to get that. I'm not sure. I thought I'd done it, but it seems I can't really test it until we get live. Uh, Australia. Oh, I just nearly had it on the tip of my tongue, but anyway, I can't be bothered. Voice Australia Music, sponsor. Um, oh, sponsors, sponsors, sponsors. Gervia. Gervia. Oh, Curve, Gervia. Yeah, they, that was the sponsor for the um, oh, the voice. Yeah. The show, the voice. Hello. I wonder if that's still going. Oh, he's Hello. Real. Oh, he's back in. Hey, we have a special guest. There he is. Hello. A couple of minutes are quiet before he's about to crack it. But, um, oh, he's, he is tired. Yeah, he's tired. Yeah, you can see he's tired. His arms are starting to go up. Yeah. He's tired, he's hungry, and he wants a bath. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. Good on you, little Cameron. Good stuff. Hello. 
We saw you when you were one minute old. Yeah, about uh, 12 hours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's got a, he's a bit bigger now. He is, isn't he? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he looks pretty healthy. He's Four good. Mu- he's three and a half months. Yeah, right. Yeah, All right, that's good I gotta stuff. go. But All right, cheers, Will. See you guys. See ya. See you, mate. Bye. Yeah, so Gervia. All right, is that still going around? Let's let's now that we know what it is, let's see if we can search for it. Gervia. I've never heard of it until the voice. No, neither did I. I wonder if it's still going. Here it is. Access free music. Gervia. Gavira. Gavira. Gavira or something. Oh, it's got a nice little circle spinning. Looks like an Apple website. Free access to the most popular music. Gervia gives you free access to the most popular local and international music. We make it easy to discover, share and manage the music you love legally and for free. Okay. Download yeah, ads. Up. Start a race. Do you have ads? Mm, yeah. Log in Unless you this. want to pay. Yeah, right. I wonder what their their uh, their list is like. Oh, God. I've got to do all this, have I? They've got yeah. platinum and they've got normal. Platinum, no ads, obviously. Let's have a look. I've just signed up. So I'll have a look and see what happens. We'll, we'll pick a song. I do this when people come in. They go, oh, Spotify, what's that? I go, oh, you watch how good what's this is. What's that? Who asked, who, who asked what's that? Oh, some of my friends. What, are they 80? Because <laughs> they're in the old rage pack. <laughs> no, nah. nah, look, there's people out there that just aren't, you know, whatever. Wouldn't give a shit, yeah. Yeah, just, just still stuck on tapes. Uh, now, search... Let's try it. Start. Shoot to thrill. ACDC. That might not be there. They're pretty uh, hard. Let's see. They're pretty hard to get because they... There's a ringtone. Shoot to thrill. Weren't they even late albums to iTunes? Yeah, they've just yeah. released their iTunes yet. Well, that, what's, is that an album, the name of the album? No, that's the name of the song, Shoot to Thrill. Uh, tracks? Well, it doesn't really say. It doesn't look like no ACDC cover. Shoot the Thrill, Hell is for Children, Gold Dust Woman. That's from Hale. Give it someone else, could, not Ace. Could have been, it could have been an album name as well. I don't know. Let's try... Uh, let's try... Um, Tiffany Kanye West songs are on there. I no. I can't even <laughs> spell that idiot's name. I don't want to listen to him. He's a moron. Tom Jones. Here we go. Let's see. Did you get the whole song? Oh, here comes the takedown. He's in the country. Oh, pus quality. All right, okay. (laughs) Oh, stop it. No, you can't get off it now. That's right. Stop it. (laughs) You're going to have to get out of the browser. Every time I... Ridiculous, I push stop and it just keeps playing. There we go. They got it. All right. What's wrong with those people? I don't know. What's curvier? All right. All right. So that's good. We saw Will's baby. We saw Cameron. We saw we saw the whole bit. Box and dice. All right. Uh, yes. So if you uh, want to join us next week, you may. Just download it through iTunes. Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com. Uh, your easiest way to get it is on TuneIn Radio. Easiest way. Okay, tune in radio, and it's got heaps of other shows. Tech webcast, it's got, uh, look, there's another, I said last week, there's one by a guy called Des, interviews just uh, business people from Australia and, and around the world. He's a big LinkedIn guru, so he's uh, he, he gets some uh, interesting talks on there, so that's, good, that's a good listen. 
and uh, heaps of other shows. So uh, we'll see you next week, Eric. Yes, indeed. Good I stuff. Hope. Good stuff. Well, uh, barring accidents. And Shane, we'll see you too. Yeah, um, just on the t- the radio thing, it might actually be worth a listen on for the last week's tech webcast because I had Robert Scoble as a special guest, and um, he did. He he um he goes into a new company that's released a product, and this new company, there's another new company that hasn't even released a product, and they got like 1.3 billion dollars, um, in kind of venture capital or and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it'd be worth a listen, I reckon. Hmm. Cool. Yes, uh, but I think that's not on. You'll have to go and download that one because that was last week on the radio last week. Each week, the shows change. Every Friday, the, 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 the most recent week's episode of that particular show is up. So if you've missed one, like you would have missed on the radio now, you've missed the Robert Scoble interview uh, with Brad and the boys, so you'll have to go to the website. Uh, and I just happen to know that one. It's techwebcast.info, and you'll get that one. Download it, subscribe to it if you like it. All right, so we'll see Shane next week. How is that lead going, Shane? Getting better? No, it's still attached. That's a good sign. That's good, good, good. <laughs> No, it's, um, I've got a, um, they've given me like a, I don't I've got a couple of kind of wounds on my leg on the same leg. They're giving you a me peg. like a cushion to sit on, which is why I'm probably a couple of inches higher. Oh, a donut. Plus, plus my um, no, nah, it's just a re- it's like a wheelchair cushion kind of thing. I, I can't really see why, how it's going to make any difference because it's quite it's still got a, a fair amount of resistance. Right. And um, I mean, because I've used a wheelchair and I've got a wheelchair cushion that's more squishy than this thing. Mm. But you know, I'm not going to argue with kind of a, a nurse or that kind of stuff. But nah. Um, plus, also, my therapist thinks it's a good thing for me to sit a bit higher and good for my self-esteem as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. I agree. Good for your posture, good for your self-esteem. All right. Good stuff. Sounds good. We're on the right track. All right. Hope you guys, hope you are on the right track as well. So we'll see you next week. You got anything to say? Uh, <laughs> anything good? Tell me. Anything bad? Tell Eric. He's the enforcer, Andy. <laughs> so until, I can deal with anything. <laughs> until next time you listen to us, which I hope is next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Yeah. Aussie Tech Ed is produced by The Secret Hub and recorded on the Gold Coast Australia. Please visit our website and take part in our discussions forums at www.aussietechhead.com. Views expressed in the preceding audio do not necessarily represent those of Aussie Tech Ed or The Secret Hub. Thank you for downloading and we'll see you next episode. Bye for now.